It looks longer than what it is. It's not that long. But I can do it next time because we have another week of Pride Month. Is that okay? Right. Yeah. Okay. That documentary that I wanted to talk about, it's not yeah. even out yet. So I watched a different documentary. <laughs> okay. Is it about the same thing? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I was looking forward to that. I, I, dude, I know. I'm like Googling everywhere and it's it's like not coming up. And so then I go back to the TikTok account and they're like, oh, we'll be out as soon as we let you know. Is it like an independent piece of work? Yeah. Okay. Piece of work. Piece of work like me. A <laughs> Piece of work. <laughs> I'm a peace. Uh, uh, peace. <sighs> peace, love, and unity and respect. Player. Pat Robinson's dead. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Happy Pride, everybody. He thought that the gays did 9-11. He was like, it's all your fault. <laughs> Pat Robinson is dead, everyone. It's the acronym of Pride. Whoever is up there or down there or side to side or if there's a Jesus or... A- if there's a if there's God if there's a God if there is a heaven if it's a Jesus. the Christian God, he's gonna be like, boy, what is you doing down there? Because he was taking money, yeah, taking dude. advantage of people. What is you doing to my gaze? Spreading hate. That's what Jesus said. He said, "What you doing to my gaze? What you doing to my homos?" <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. My name is Jaren. My name is Lars. Our pronouns are he him. And we are your hosts of Typically Divergent Podcast. How's your Pride Month going so far, everyone? Have y'all shat your pants yet? <laughs> shat your pants. Y'all pooped your pants yet? <laughs> you getting gay for 2023? Are you getting your color on? I know. I sure fucking did. My hair is lime green, y'all. It's, so... it's looking cool. Thanks. Looks really good with the light right now. I know. Look like you look like a send. lemon. You look like an icy. <laughs> oh, Italian shaved you ice, look like honey. <laughs> I, yeah, you are. You uh, are literally. I know. Literally. Nicholas and I were at Target yesterday looking at bread. Not How like, dare you? <laughs> I, I know. So you went to fucking Target? We went to Target. What the fuck? <laughs> Happy me. Pride. Happy Pride. I'm, I'm, I'm actually disappointed. Please don't. I really am, Jaren. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm laughing because I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to embarrass you. It's okay. I just don't like people say they're disappointed because we don't use that word in this house. Oh, shit. It means you didn't live up to somebody's standards. This isn't about standard for me. I know. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's okay. I, you are forgiven. And, um... Anyway, we were looking at bread. <laughs> anyway, yes, let's move on. And there was this, I don't know the name of the brand, but the guy's brand, it's got his face, his name Lewis. on it. He's got Heart, like, Davies? Yes. Yes, Davies got <laughs> oh, I know that. Davies got like seated extra holy, I don't know, but <laughs> 16 grain. I was like, "Oh, that's me." Like a bird took a shit on top of the bread. With a bunch of seeds <laughs> on it. <laughs> <laughs> Lars anyway. and Jenny came over and played in my pool this week. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm so sorry. No, I'm like, that was it. I'm like manic right now. I'm at a, like a nine right now. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm so glad somebody's at a nine because I am just at like a a calm five. My mental <laughs> health, <laughs> my mental health is not bad. I am just tired. I'm my mental health is like at an eight, but my energy is at a nine. I just had coconut water. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm ahead on my homework, 
and I have a day off tomorrow, so I'm just Hell thriving, yeah. bitch. <laughs> I'm thriving right now. Oh. Because Cabbage is having a birthday. And then Cabbage's birthday tomorrow. And Beach. Pat Robinson. Is dead. <laughs> <laughs> God. But yes, we did hang out in the pool. It was fun. Yeah, and I accidentally called Jen special. <laughs> and I meant it in a way that she's just a special lady. She is special. She's very special. She's like a little nymph. Would she say that? <laughs> hey, Jen. She's like a in. little wood nymph. Like Wooden nymph? Like, lives in the woods, has a cabin. Oh, I thought you meant like she's made of wood. No. Like Pinocchio. I'm a real boy. I'm a real boy, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, my God. Emily and I were talking about how she's like a little nymph. Yeah. She just has like all these little bottles of potions and has a big cauldron and <laughs> good for her plants things and good creates things. And <laughs> she's a little nymph. Oops. <laughs> I just broke something off of this plant. <laughs> Papa Oops. Nicholas. Don't don't. Sorry. I don't, I don't think you listen anymore. I know you download our episodes. Thanks, honey. Oh, sorry. You don't like me calling you honey. Thanks, babe. Okay. Liver lips. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> liver lips. <laughs> you livered lip. Oh, man. I talked about Creepy John a little bit in the pool. Oh, my God. He definitely has bodies in his basement. Trigger he, warning. Yeah. <laughs> he got bodies in his basement. He came home after I got home today, and he was walking between our houses, and he saw Dozer and goes, hi, Dozer. And I just was like, hi, John. And then he just starts... Da, 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 no saying to himself and i literally just went shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> i don't mean to be mean i just am not in a fucking mood to listen to you sing to yourself do we have a segment for john in our podcast <laughs> <laughs> i think we might news update on creepy john um he is still creepy still john still i do there. Th- i do think it's fascinating that he was raised in that house and he's still there yeah i dream about homes a lot why i don't know any home no like i dream about well i have had dreams about homes that i've never seen before but i have reoccurring dreams about that home okay even though it has there was no presence in my life but then i also dream about homes that i either lived in or spent lots of time in Mm. like my grandparents house mm-hmm. and i i dream about those homes all the time and i need to figure out why that is are you gonna talk to erica about it or are you gonna I call could. a psychic i don't want to call no psychic Eri- no erica she might have some insight it's probably like a yearning for something or a longing for something or or it could be grief you know like you're grieving something you've lost because that's something i've learned about myself when holidays come, mm-hmm. I talk to Erica about that. I have like this feeling that reoccurs every time that there's holidays, like how, like it starts like around Halloween uh-huh. and I have this feeling of emptiness or I have not emptiness. That's not the word. That's not what I would describe it as season where I'm trying to like fulfill things. Like I'm always trying to like the house has to be like it was when I was a kid for Halloween. Like, yeah. I want, I'm, re- I'm trying to like make up for like things that I 
used to enjoy as a child. Like I try to bring those things to life. And she said that that's actually grief. Oh, I thought that was always just a healthy thing. Um, I don't know if I told you this last week, but did you know that neurodivergent people need two hours for every one hour that they interact with neurotypicals to recharge? I feel that. I'll never fucking recharge. (laughs) You're telling me I work at a fucking coffee shop. (laughs) I think I want to rebrand my salon as like... Don't uh, call. No. No. Uh, They can call just like come in but like don't speak to me yeah the quiet salon yes a quiet shop i kind of like that yeah a quiet shop my current clients i don't know if they'll go for it they be like, <laughs> i still want to talk to you i still want to know what you mean yeah because you're like their therapist yeah god oh my fucking god the amount of times i've had people that are like oh this is the cheapest therapy appointment i've ever had and i i look at them and i'm like i probably should be charging you more than if you're gonna dump your shit on me like that you should dude oh my god <gasps> oh I don't know if I ever told the people about this, so here's an opportunity for me to tell you about someone who dumped their shit on me. Oh. A woman comes in for a consultation. We'll call her Linda. Linda comes in for a consultation, and in the middle of this cons- cons- constitution, in the middle of this consultation, she just proceeds to tell me that um, her son got caught having sex with his step sister. And I looked at her. Oh, no. And I just went, so did you want me to put your credit card information on hold for the appointment or she we i never did her hair she just came in for the consultation i don't know why she didn't come back and i'm a-okay with the fact that she didn't because that is the shit that we have to fucking deal with i have half siblings and that just freaks me out so what's your week been like anything exciting (laughs) (laughs) anything new um no okay same shit same (laughs) um same gay day I mean, I'm looking forward to tomorrow because of it's Cabbage's birthday. Right. It's I've had a good week. I've felt less stress. Like I feel like I'm good. A balanced. I'm balancing things better this week. Okay. With school and work good. and everything in between, so it makes me feel good. What about you? It's fine. <laughs> oh fuck! It's my lady. It's my lady, girl. My honey, my dear, my ragtime gal. <laughs> What's that one song? Hello, my baby. Hello, <laughs> my dear. Oh, that girl. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, the week's been fine. Nothing exciting. I haven't pooped my pants. <laughs> I watched the movie The Birdcage. Have you seen that movie? That was my first depiction of um, a gay couple. And when I was, like, I was very young and I was watching it and... I got really confused because like in the end when they're like, who is your real mother? And he's like, this is my mom. And, yeah. I, and then I was like, wait a second, men can have babies. And then like, yeah. you know, because there wasn't a lot of like conversation around um, how reproduction actually works. Yeah. I remember sex always being present in my house. Yeah. Like the talk of sex, but I never remember being, I don't ever remember being sat down and like, this is what happens when this happens and this happens. Like yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, I thought that the the second the penis ins- was inserted into the v- vagina, that like you just start coming. Yeah, and well, then I learned that you sometimes gotta, you gotta do some work. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it can. I mean, if you're a virgin. And I thought gay sex was just two dudes taking their willies Swords and smacking them back and forth. <laughs> and then when I started having incidences of um, 
talking about being gay with somebody else. And then that got around to my parents and my dad's like, so you want to stick your, your, your doodle in another man's butt. And I was like, Oh God, that sounds gross. Now, now I'm like, yeah, (laughs) yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sticking in my butt. (laughs) All right, buddy. I know. I love you so much. Daddy is recording. You cannot. You want to say hi to the people? Aww. You want to say hi to the people? <laughs> He's staring into your soul. Oh, oh, baby. I know. I love you too. Anyway, real quick about Birdcage. Oh, I, oh yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. What I just, about it? Um, I really enjoyed it. And <laughs> I, I've seen only parts of it, but I actually watched the whole thing. I think that it's a movie that is risque enough to get the point across, but also a movie where you can show children. Yeah. Cause there isn't any like it's not super erotic stuff in it ever. No. Like there's like a weird statue that they laugh about, but like, Oh my God. I'm the, the dishes. And the, oh, oh yeah. Playing leapfrog. Yeah. Like, but yeah. I think, I think that that it would be, it's a good like icebreaker. You know what I mean? Like I think Nathan Lane and Robin, Robin Williams do a really good job at like, portraying like the real like an actual real family setting could be yeah they did a really good job i'm pretty sure it was nathan lane who was on oprah and oprah was like pushing him to come out of the like was like questioning Mm -hmm. him and robin williams like completely redirected the whole conversation Mm -hmm. and nathan was like i will since that moment on i was like in debt to oh yeah for or for doing that yeah for robin williams was fucking I miss him so much. I know. <gasps> we watched The Greatest Showman yeah. recently. Oh, so sad. Anything that Hugh Jackman is in, I swear to God. He's, I know. It's Nic- fucking sad. Nicholas was like, can we watch a musical tonight? And I was like, sure. And he, Oh, God. I would have been like... I know. He's such, <laughs> such a theater man. I would have been like, fucking kill me. I would rather just... Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So he... <laughs> He was in theater and, you know, he's a theater gay, love him for it. And I don't care for musicals, but we were looking for one and we couldn't agree on one because he wanted to watch a classic. And I was like, eh, what about this? What about that? And then The Greatest Showman came up and he he was like, what do you think about that? And I was like, mm, I'll watch it. So cute. You do you, boo-boo. Boo-boo. <laughs> 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 boo-boo. <laughs> What are we talking about today? We were going to originally be talking about the Body Electric documentary that I'm sure some people have probably been seeing on TikTok. And I Googled the name of the film and someone somewhere told me that I could stream it on Amazon. Well, it's not the right documentary. It's not even a documentary. It's just a movie. And so then I went back to the TikTok account and then I found out that they are not actually really, it is not actually released yet. So instead... Do you know what Paris is Burning is about? No. It's about ball culture. Ball? Ball culture. Like balls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, not the ones that you play with, or if you're like some people, put them in your mouth. So testicles. Not testicles. Damn. No. <laughs> All right. No. Um, so okay. I was thinking, because there are so many people that will say term uh queer terms like yas queen or it's giving this or <laughs> calling like taylor swift lady gaga or any of the uh major superstars like mother okay and i think that there is a big 
key opponent to a lot of this history that a lot of people may not people may not know about. Um, if anybody out there watches RuPaul's Drag Race, it's probably important for you to know what ball culture is because RuPaul's Drag Race has helped drag become more mainstream. Paris is Burning um, was released in 1990 by Jenny Livingston. It has starred Dorian Corey, Junior LaBeja, Paris Dupree, Pepper LaBeja, Willie Ninja, and Angie Extravaganza. Ooh, okay. Some information that I'm going to be speaking on today is also from Wikipedia because the documentary itself did not give all of this information. I just took some things a little further. It was recorded in 1987 and it was following the black queer, black queer community and the balls. So ball culture is was organized by black and Latin X drag queens in opposition to racism experienced in established drag pageant circuits because they were mainly white. So there was a lot of segregation between the queer community. Mm -hmm. The underground drag ball scene dates back to the 1920s in Harlem uh, during the height of the Harlem Renaissance. It was a time when black and Latin X queer folks could comfortably lose themselves in refuge and acceptance at a social arena dubbed the Hamilton Lodge. Okay. These underground competitions where individuals and houses would compete for trophies and statuses. Um, Like sports teams, the balls were a way for queer individuals to have status and fame. Most of the ball goers were hustlers or showgirls. So remember, like, we're talking back in the day when a lot of these and I'm going to say young kids because there were a lot of children there um, as young as 12 and 13 that were being kicked and excommunicated from their families. And so in this area, they're running the streets. They are trying to make money and a way for them to make money was to hustle, steal, prostitute. Most of the kids were in poverty, living on the streets. Almost, almost all were kicked out of their homes, rejected or excommunicated by their families And this is a place where you could have and live the fantasy of a superstar. You can flaunt your your fantasy without judgment from viewers. Like a catwalk, these contestants were judged on their appearances, statements, or a story that they were trying to tell with their outfits or garments. Most of these outfits and garments were designed by the own individuals or others that would help or were stolen from wealthy um, shopping locations. And that's called mopping. They would risk getting in trouble by going into a really fancy department store, finding very high priced item, snatching it, and then they would run to the balls and walk down the run- walk down the catwalk. Wow. Originally started out with individuals who were drag queens who just wanted to look like the Las Vegas showgirls. So like very large over the top decor. Then when the seventies rolled around, the ball goers wanted to start looking more like superstars like Marilyn Monroe. And then by the time of this documentary, so in the late eighties, their goal is to achieve model status like Christy Binkley. And this was when we would start to see more categories being added to the balls, and this would help attract a variety of different opportunities for contestants to try. So now categories. So like if anybody watches RuPaul's Drag Race, each week when the queens walk down the catwalk or the runway, there's a different category. And categories can look like anything such as high fashion evening wear, butch queen realness, opulence, high femme realness, luscious body, schoolboy or schoolgirl, town and country, 
military, dynasty, executive, realness. And uh, realness is really um, when you are able to look like you are your straight white counterpart as much as possible. Interesting. And this is when... um, Oh, and also voguing, which we'll get to in a moment. So this ball, the ball culture, mm-hmm. you said it started in the 1920s. So is this the birth of drag or is this just the drag scene within the Hispanic and black communities? Um, This is not. Oh, goodness. I, I knew that question was going to come up. I think it might be in the notes. Yes. If we um if we go back and figure out, we will let you guys know. I'm assuming it's just the culture of black and Hispanic, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Because okay. It, it start it was started by drag queens. So like this was when drag queens wanted to be able to have their own subculture. Of just of like the more minority yes. racial group. Okay. Yes. I've I I figured it wasn't the start of drag because drag has been happening since the ancient Greeks. Oh my god. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I got you. In a ballroom, you can be anything that you want to be. These of the community, those of the community, could not, nor would ever get the opportunity to be these types of people out in the real world because of the things that they had going against them. The number one thing being that they were gay. Systemically, being white and straight passing got you a lot farther than being black and or, on top of that, black and gay, or Latinx. Mm-hmm. So now we have houses. The houses were basically like the gay gangs. So you have the gangs on the streets, and then you've got the gay like gangs. Side story. <laughs> hey, Sonny. <laughs> Maria. Maria. Anyway. Um, houses would function as an alternative alternative families um, primarily consisted of black and Latinx LGBTQIA individuals and provided shelter and support for those who were ostracized by their conventional support systems. And kids that were in these homes were any could be as young as 12 and 13 years old. And once welcomed into their house, typically members would adopt the name of their house as their last name. Those who don't carry a last name will use the term 007 as their last name. Like as in James Bond? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, chosen families who wanted a name for themselves um, would have started by people who had previously won balls. Um, and houses had a house mother. <laughs> I know. One ball. You got one ball. You got one ball. <laughs> houses uh, had a house mother or father, and these are the caregivers of the house, often providing guidance and support for the house children. And these were the best of the best. Like, you can't... You, you couldn't be a house mother or a father if you were not good at drag, at, at drag, yeah. basically. Though most of these ball goers were cis individuals dressing as drag, mm-hmm. this was also a great place, of course, for trans youth and individuals to really feel their fantasy, to yeah. show the community the things that they were capable of doing, to really feel and be accepted as one of their own. Right. Um, if you were to walk at a ball for the house and get a trophy, then you could be part of their house. Um, so you must be able to bring more fame to the house. So it's not that it was unheard of for a house to accept 
non-ball walkers into their house. But if you were winning trophies, then a house is going to say, hey, like, we'd love to have you be a part of a part of our house. So it's like a sorority. Yeah. Like they all just live together in a home. Yep. Everybody okay. takes care of each other. You treat each other like family. Houses that win trophies and gain recognition throughout the partic- throughout years of partition, participation, usually 10 years, reach the rank of legendary. So you may have heard the ha- term like legendary house or legendary mother. Mm-hmm. And then houses with 20 plus years of partition, participation are deemed iconic. So all of these words are in our repertoire. Yeah. For this generation, like it's giving, it's iconic. It's giving, it's, it's iconic, yeah, legendary. It's legendary. Mother, mother, queen. Queen. Yeah. Yes. It's giving, it's giving face. It's giving yeah. body. 98%, if not all, queer history is black history. Yeah. Because white people have taken it upon themselves <laughs> to appropriate everything from black culture and make it their mm-hmm. own. Yeah. Um, and we couldn't have any of this, any of these conversations or pride without the black community. Um, so some of the most notable houses um, that people may have heard include the Royal House of Labeja, founded by Crystal Labeja and co-founder of Ballroom Culture. I love that name, Labeja. The House of Aviance, founded by Mother Juan Aviance. The House of Extravaganza, founded by Val and chiefly run by Hector Extravaganza and Angie Extravaganza in the 1980s. The International House of Chanel, founded by P.R. Chanel in 1976. Iconic House of Allure, founded in D.C. in 1989 by Father Al Allure. Some others, the House of Balenciaga, founded by Harold Balenciaga. The House of Dupree, founded by Paris Dupree, which is currently closed. And the House of Juicy Couture, founded by Courtney Balenciaga. Wow. Juicy. Like on your booty juicy. On booty juicy. I, th- <laughs> I I keep thinking of Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything. Oh, Julie yeah. Moore. Every time you say extravaganza. Extravaganza. <sighs> that movie makes me cry at the end. Anyway. I know what you are. You're a career girl. So then there are some common terms that we get from balls. So reading. Okay. Reading came first, which is the real form of insults. A small crack in someone's flaw. So like my toenails are long. <laughs> okay, there we go. I don't. I don't a like critique. It's it's yeah. It's a critique on on a flaw that somebody has because okay. when two queer people get together, you can't call each other a faggot and it, it be insulting. It's like okay, well you're also a, 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 a faggot. So like, yeah. what else? What 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 else about you can I pick apart to find a little in, a little insecurity within yourselves? So like girl, look how big your gap teeth are. <laughs> and then there's um. So reading came first, and then reading turned into shade. So shade is another thing. Sachet away. Sachet away. Okay, that was not shade, but I had to say it. I'm sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> but shade doesn't make anybody less gay. gay. So, uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, uh, yeah. We're like, oh, you're so shady. And shady, right. shady. Shade came from reading, and it is basically saying, I don't have to tell you that you're ugly because you know you're ugly. So, <laughs> so throwing shade would be like making a 
nonchalant, passive aggressive, backhanded right. comment about something that that person already knows. Some of the following terms are also categories, but are also commonly used. So, like face and body. Face would be being judged on a participant's symmetry of their features, their ability to sell their their looks in the face, and body being judged on their shape or tone of their physical appearance. So then we get voguing. Ball culture really blew up because of Madonna's song, Vogue. And Madonna wrote that song because she went into um, a ballroom and she saw what everybody was doing and made the song. Then that's when everyone was out in public voguing. Wow. Um, And voguing is a form of dance using hands, catwalk, duck walk, floor performances, spins, and dips. So these are dance moves. We've seen voguing. Yes. We've all seen it. Yes. Um, Voguing came from Shade. As far as like what voguing is meant for is when two people would dance against each other when they don't like each other. And this is a way of throwing shade without using your words. So you're you're telling a story with your hands. You're telling a story with your body. Um, this would also be encouraged to dance to the beat of the music, telling a story with your body movement. And whomever had the best dance movements had the better shade. The name is taken from the magazine Vogue because of some of the movements were also the same poses that would be found in the magazine models, kind of like break dancing. Right. Um, movements take on forms of ancient Egyptian hieroglyphics because of the perfect lines and the the sharpness of the movements themselves. There's so many puzzle pieces coming together in my brain right now. I wish you could see it. This is almost like you finding out that you're queer for the first time. I know because I have always been fascinated by how the queer community communicates mm-hmm. and being a part of the culture. I just accepted it for what it was just because it was just the way that we were. It's always hidden moments. Yeah. Back in the day, lesbians used to tattoo a star on the inside of their wrist to let each other know that they were lesbians. Gay men use hankies Mm-hmm. And different colored hankies to let each other know without using their words, the kind of sexual advances that they would like to have. And if it's on the left side, that means you're the top or the giver. And if you're on the right, then it means you're the receiver or the bottom. They did stuff like that in the 18th century too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just interesting to me. There's things that are coming in, into place now. Yeah. Well, remember, like I said last week, if you, when people, they don't want us to be out and about, well, we'll still go underground. Like mm-hmm. we'll, we'll still find ways to communicate with each other. Yeah. Like you, you're not going to be able to eradicate homosexuality. So then we have, um, uh, subcategories of voguing. You have your virgin Vogue, which is a Vogue category for participants who have been voguing for less than one year. Beginner's Vogue is a category for participants who had been voguing for at least for, at, for less than two years. And hand performance, which is judged on participants' mastery of hand elements using the hands to tell a story. So that is ball culture. And then um, we've got, of course, HIV and AIDS and how that affected the community. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like most of the queer communities of history being affected by the AIDS epidemic that erupted in 1981, this community was heavily inflicted. Systemically, these communities were more were more poor because, of course, they weren't white. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that type of poverty comes with the lack of access to healthcare and education. So in 2009, sorry guys. Um, we are, I just got a thing from Washington post. Trump has been charged in mar lago classified, classified <gasps> documents investigation. <gasps> hey, what? happy pride guys. Happy pride. 
this day just keeps getting better and better. <laughs> what a fat bastard. I hate uh, that man. Oh, my God. Okay, so in 2009, the percentage of black males that had sex with males ages 13 to 29 that tested positive for HIV had increased by 48%. In order to reach out to those communities to perform research, teach sexual education, offering free testing, and hosting balls to promote safe sex, such as Latex Ball, uh, which was hosted by the Gay Men's Health Crisis in New York. Project Vogue which was led by researchers and professionals of the University of Rochester School of Medicine and Dentistry, Florida International University, the Fred Hutchinson Cancer Research Center, and MOCA, which is Men of Color Health Association Center. Ooh, I like that. I know. Had also reached out to the ball community for assistance in vaccine trials and testing because minority participation from those communities are generally very low. That is because historically the black and Latinx communities were taken advantage of by governmentally funded projects such as the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. And so then I went Mm -hmm. researching on that. Um, This was a study done by the United States Public Health Service and the CDC between the years 1932 and 1972, where nearly 400 African-American men were studied to observe the effects of untreated syphilis. Mm -hmm. Though um, by the end of the study, um, it was found to be treatable and and the observed individuals were informed and more than 100 of over 100 of the men had died in a result, mm-hmm. even after they had been promised um, free mental and medical health care. Yep. Project Vogue held joint meetings at Balls monthly, teaching safe sex methods along with the information about the HIV trial vaccine. The researchers also utilized the house family structures by taking 15 mothers, fathers, and founders, and more on a retreat to gauge the community's knowledge of HIV while encouraging them to teach their children about HIV prevention. And if you or anybody else is interested in more modern-day depiction of ball culture, I have more options for people to see that. So we have Pose by Ryan Murphy as a wonderful four-season series. Um, Legendary, which was on HBO, which is now called Max. I did find out while do, while typing this up that it has recently been taken down. And Legendary was a dance competition for houses to Vogue to dance to put on a show. Some of the houses were already long-term standing houses, and some were also very new. Um, and then we have My House, which is a docu-series that aired in 2018 in Iceland. Port Authority, which is a movie. And then we have Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's web series um, called the Canadian Ballroom Extravaganza. Wow. I want to look into some of those. Yeah. So that's ball culture. That was very interesting. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Great job. Oh, thank you. It was just, you know. Oh, and the movie is only an hour and like 11 minutes long. So I mean, that's pretty much it. My whole view on drag culture is different now. Is different now. And that's that's good because again i have just gone to drag shows and i've known drag queens drag kings and have just accepted the way that that is but i've never actually really dove deep into their culture because i just took it at face value i was Mm -hmm. just like that's just how they are you know like but i never knew that those things stemmed from like a certain minority group of people Mm -hmm. who they've just adopted it's just it's adopted into a whole culture of drag right instead of just 
the subculture of the minorities, but right. it's really interesting. Yeah, because without ball culture, drag would just be... Men in a dress. Men in a dress. Or women in men's or, clothing. Or women in men's clothing, right. Yeah. Competing for a status, and it was primarily white, which... Um, uh, it was in the research that white people were accepted into being a part of the ball culture, but obviously like it's not meant for them. And uh, primarily most judges panel, but most judging panels were consisted of mainly white people. I don't know if I'm just pulling this out of my ass, but I'm assuming it's because if a white person, if you're, if you're supposed to be depicting your straight white counterpart, then a white person is ideal to be judging to make sure that you are like fit for that. But again, that's, mm. that is an assumption that I am making. It goes real deep. Cause so like deep. what, like what, what else would drag be with just people walking down an aisle performing a song? They definitely hold themselves to a higher standard because they are also leaders of some sort. Yeah. You know, I think that drag Queens get a lot of attention from younger kids because of makeup the hair mm-hmm. it's very appealing to a child to see basically a caricature coming to life yeah and when you are a young queer person one of the first things that you're going to levitate towards um is going to be a drag queen because it's very obvious that it's a man in a dress and you're probably going to feel more comfortable going to them with a problem than anything else because they have more lady balls to be dressing in women's clothing than (laughs) anybody else. Right. And that doesn't mean that just because a man dressing in a girl in girl's clothing has more balls than anybody else. Just, it takes a a significant amount of courage and willpower to leave your house. To be who you are. Yeah, exactly. I always was taught or always was told, well, they have to put all that makeup and stuff on just to be convincing, but that's not true. No, but I will tell anybody out there who is a cisgendered straight female that contouring came from drag culture. And that's the tea. And that's the tea. I love that we got tea every week. There's always a truth bomb (laughs) at the end of our our episodes. Bro, your feet are dirty. I know. I think it's for my sandals. Stop. You're throwing shade. (laughs) It's not that bad. No, it was just like I touched your foot and then I was like, oh. Like, I need a bath now, you nasty bitch. Are you using that warp medicine? What? Are you using that warp medicine yet? Oh, no, because I, I haven't thought about doing it. I'll do it when I go I'll go home. I'll, t- I'll send a picture. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> when Lars and Jenny were in my pool, Lars had his feet up and I was like, you've got a wart. I've got medicine for that. And he's like, oh, it'll be fine. I'm like, nope, it won't go away. You got to get rid of it. Yeah. Thanks, Dad. Yep. Where your dad's now. Everybody knows about my warty feet. Oh, wow, everybody. Nicholas just walked past in his animal print shorty shorts. Is it leopard or cheetah? I don't know. Babe, is that leopard or cheetah? Oh, um... Yeah. Um, happy pride happy pride yeah i hope that today's episode was informative and nice for every one of you um if you came here looking for shits and giggles or hearing about the time that i giggled and shit um (laughs) i apologize i just don't have the energy for it and i know it's like our job to like make you guys happy well i am a pathological people pleaser and i don't want to do that 
But I did want to at least make sure that y'all knew about the ballrooms. Ballroom blitz. Ballroom blitz. There's a man in the back of the matter of fact and his eyes are as big as the sun. Have you know that song? Uh, no. <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't lie to me that time. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, uh, no. no. You were like, yeah, no. Okay, I'm getting really insecure about this episode because it was not super exciting. Anyway. No, it was good. It was really informational. I, I know. I'm just like, oh. Informative. We, we were good. super funny. We weren't like, ha ha. What do you, wanna, <laughs> what do you want to, what do you want to do? I want to end it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything, my life. No, I'm just kidding, you guys. I'm just kidding. I don't. I know, Erica. Don't worry. We've talked about it. I'm not suicidal. If I would have taken my life, I would have already done do it. Do you want to do a would you rather real quick? Sure. <laughs> what the hell is this? Trying to get in contact with me. Shut the fuck up. Shout out to my friend Kelly. She just she just messaged me on Instagram. Hi, Kelly. She says, "Hey, this is so random, but I actually listened." Or to be fair, binge to listen to your podcast. It truly is amazing, by the way. I'm hooked and I appreciate everything you fellows are doing. So good. We have so many things in common. Wait, is this Kelly? Like, No, not not, not that Kelly. Not that Kelly. Okay. This is a Kelly who I worked with. That made my whole damn day. Thank you so much, Kelly. That yes, was awfully nice. Thank you. Um, would you rather be a cook or be a maid? Oh, God, that's hard. A maid. Because I, I find cleaning very therapeutic. Okay. What about you? I um, Well, does the cook also have to clean up the dishes? No, it's just cooking. Okay. Let's not I'd take it further. I'd rather be a cook. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be the cook. Okay. Yeah. Let me find one. Do you have another one? Yeah. Would you rather have a 10-hour dinner with a headstrong politician from an opposing party or attend a 10-hour concert for a music group you detest? What fucking music group do I not like is going to have a 10-hour concert? Probably a 10-hour music or a concert. Would you rather have the ability to see 10 minutes into the future or 150 years into the future? The years. Then I could see what life looks like after I'm no longer here. Yeah. 10 minutes, I mean, I know. Do you know where your kids are in 10 minutes? I know where I'm going to be in 10 minutes. <laughs> it's 10 p.m. Smoking a cigarette. Do you know where your kid is? Would you rather live in a country with a low cost of living but horrible weather or live in a country with high cost of living and amazing weather? Low cost of living, horrible weather. Indiana. Indiana. Would you rather be the girl that poops or would you rather be the bitch that shits? <laughs> <laughs> the bitch that the shits. shits yeah L- let a let a bitch know full of shit <laughs> ew what does this mean would you rather be trapped in the matrix or the l-o-t-r universe i'm already trapped in the matrix l-o-t-r some of these are lord <laughs> of the rings oh gross yeah, I, I'll stay right here where I'm at. I'm Your good. Face. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is not happening. The horror <laughs> on your face. You're like. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could all see my face. 
Would you rather be proposed to in private or in front of family and friends? That's not very fun. I don't give a fuck. Would you rather spend the day <laughs> with your favorite athlete or favorite movie star? Movie star. Oh, baby. Yes. Who's it going to be? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just getting oh, wet thinking about oh, it. Rufus Sewell is my God. <laughs> oh, um, there was one that said, "Would you rather spend like the day with a group of friends or just or one very best friend?" Today's National Best Friends Day. Happy birthday! Shut. We suck. <laughs> we miss everything. <laughs> I know. Happy Best Friend Day. Happy Best Friend Day. Aww. Oh, we're so silly. <laughs> we're moving our legs up and down like we're fucking children. <laughs> our inner child is coming out. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> oh, this one sucks. Would you rather have to spend the next 20 years as a student or spend the next 20 years as an employee? Oh. <laughs> Well, if you're a student, then you get you get extra. <laughs> if you're a student, then you get extra returns on your taxes. And if you're a student, you get that student discount. Hey, <laughs> I guess that's true. <sighs> Would you rather spend your day doing hard manual labor or sit in front of a computer screen all day? <laughs> manual labor. That way you can get ripped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totes. I was just thinking manual laborer people get, like, benefits. You mean sexy time? That's a benefit. Okay, would you rather be the ugliest person in the world or smell the worst? Hires <laughs> that face again. Because I, f- I feel like <laughs> that's so sad. Like nobody wants to be around you if you stink. Yeah, because yeah, I know it's awful too. Because if even if you're good looking and you smell like ass, nobody's gonna want to be. Okay, ass. then I'm gonna be the stinkiest person. <laughs> at least you know what. At least what? they look good. At least it's something that can be covered up. But I think that's the whole point. Like you can't cover it up, so you just stink. <laughs> <laughs> There's something out there for everybody, and someone's gonna like that smell. Anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening this week, you guys. We love you so very much. I love you so much. And you will see us Monday. Bye. Bye.